0: Loading Erica's Podcast.
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show, and your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond. Erica Finn.
0: Hi everyone, welcome to our show. Right now I am in the dressing room of Tom Pelfrey at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater in New York City. Tom is currently playing the role of the gullible but oh-so-sweet Martin in Fool for Love. Uh, now, you're no you're no stranger to theater. Mm-hmm. You have been in By the Water and End of the Rainbow on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to give our, our listeners a little background on you, you started out in soaps. Mm-hmm. You were in uh, Guiding Light. You played Jonathan Randall, won two Emmys for that. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And then you were in As the World Turns, and uh, most recently course, in Banshee is Kurt Bunker,
1: mm-hmm. as
0: well as the movie Lucky Number. Mm-hmm. Busy year for you.
1: Yeah, it has yes. been. It's been a good year. Really sure. cool year, right? Yeah.
0: And I saw Full for Love earlier this week. Great show.
1: Just oh, loved it. Oh, loved awesome. it. Good. Didn't
0: know anything about it. Purposely didn't want to know anything about it and was just like blown away. Yeah. Just blown away.
1: Yeah. It's pretty great. I mean, that, that's a that's a big ride for 70 minutes. It is. It's <laughs> quite
0: an emotional journey for 70 minutes, for sure. And, I mean, the cast, Sam and Nina and Gordon, and, um, you know, it's its a racy show. Like, you know, like I'm not prudish by any means, but it's like, you know, it's like shocking because it's not what you typically see. And I know when it aired on Off-Broadway 32 years ago, it was like mm-hmm. a shock to the community. I was curious, like, when you first saw it or heard about it, like what your impression was.
1: Well, somehow I managed to uh, get a BFA in acting without ever reading *Full for love mm-hmm. i don't know how i avoided it i think i'm the only actor who somehow didn't work on the scene from it so the first time i read this play was when i got this audition i'd never even seen a production of mm-hmm. it or anything so oh, wow. um yeah it's uh it's kind of great that being said i i almost wish i could sit out and watch it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> because i don't i don't feel like i have a, a good sense of the whole thing
0: yeah you know? call in sick one day <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So incognito in the audience. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and your character is so lovable, you know, just like the innocence and the gullibility. And I was wondering, like, in order to play that role, what did you have to tap into in yourself? What part of it do you relate to?
1: Um, I, you know, I, I think uh, just, um, it, it, I think it's all about where the person's coming from, and I think Martin just maybe is the kind of guy who just assumes the best of people. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think it is necessarily dumb or anything. It's just that I think if, if you're looking to assume the best from people that you could be sort of confused by trying to figure out if they're actually trying to be mean, oh. you wouldn't quite understand why, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and all that stuff. And, uh, I think we can all relate to that, right? You get taken by surprise sometimes by people and, you know, maybe you think about it later, and you're like, "Oh man, actually, I wish I said blah blah blah." But in the, at the yeah. moment, it's it's sort of so shocking or
0: surprising, oh, and
1: yeah. Plus, I think I think this this world of Eddie and May and the things that they talk about and the way that they are is something that you know I I think Martin's maybe only ever seen in movies or something. You know that, mm-hmm. that the whole the whole thing is kind of like um, uh, uh, overload.
0: And I, in a way, like, at least for me as an audience member, I felt like I was Martin a little bit. I'm like, Oh wait, mm. is this true what they're saying? Or is, is that true what they're saying? Like, you know, not, not sure what the truth really is. Right. You know, even when it's done, you're kind of sitting there thinking, okay, you know, is it, is it his father? You know, you have to really process it. I think it's a show that you have to process. Yeah. And I love that about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And having, you know, sat in on. Most of the talkbacks, it's pretty interesting. Some of the theories that people come mm-hmm. up with about, you know, what the show is about, or, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that they they sort of think that the entire play is is a, is, a, is a, happening inside the old man's head. Oh. That he's the only thing that's real, and this is or it's a memory play or it's a future play or Eddie is the old man. Like mm-hmm. all these crazy theories, but. I mean, I think that speaks to uh, the strength of the writing, right?
0: One thing I thought about, I'm wondering if you ever thought about this, did you Did you wonder, have you ever thought about has Martin ever been in love?
1: <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. You know, because it's interesting because being in love means different things to different people and probably means different things to each of us at different times in our life, right? Um, but given the fact that you know, May is going to wear a red dress to go to the movies with Martin, I think it's safe to say that whatever Martin feels for May mm-hmm. is probably the first time he's felt that towards that kind of a girl.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what was for you the most challenging part of playing the role?
1: Um, uh, well... challenging i guess in in just trying to to um to keep it active you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. do you like our background yeah music? i know right? that's how <laughs> Who rock, is that out there, rock well that's, oh, okay that's how we prepare <laughs> oh so really this like this that's country it. twang uh-huh. music and mm-hmm. how
0: do you get ready what's your pre-show um, ritual
1: it's different every day is it? i don't have a i don't have a set routine for this show certain shows you pair in a certain way and this mm-hmm. show um, because I spend most of my time trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I, I sort of like not feeling too prepared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it almost <laughs> helps if I feel like I'm a half step behind yep. myself, you know? Yep.
0: And how is it working um, with, uh, Nina and Sam?
1: Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. They're both, they're both wonderful. Um, Sam is, is really one of the most generous Thoughtful people I've ever met, mm-hmm. not just in this business, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and uh, and and Nina's fantastic, and the two of them get along great. Um, and that girl has a work ethic like I don't know that I've ever seen anybody who has, you know, quite the work ethic that she does. And she's a Jersey girl too, mm-hmm. partly. Nice, so, right? You're you know, from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She got. Two wonderful parents.
0: You went to school in Jersey too, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. East Coast all the way. East Coast all the way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, um, is there
0: anything about this show, like you know, you've been in Broadway before? Anything that's you've you've learned that's surprised you about being in this show versus the other ones you've been in?
1: Um. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess. It's funny, there, there's probably a little more similarities than differences, you know. The only other Broadway show, technically, or, well, the only other show I did on Broadway was End of the Rainbow, and it was also a four-person cast, mm-hmm. right? And also, I was not originating the role, mm-hmm. right? Because they were bringing the show from London, so all they recast all the guys. Mm-hmm. So Tracy was still playing mm-hmm. Judy, but all the guys were new. Um, so in both instances... The blocking was just given to us, Uh or in this particular instance, just given to me because they'd already done it before. So there's actually been a few similarities. Three guys, one girl, three guys, one girl. And uh, actually, while we were doing End of the Rainbow, Nina was around the block doing Venus and Fur. Oh, Fir. so funny! I, this yeah.
0: industry—it's all six degrees of
1: separation,
0: <laughs> of even less. I know?
1: know. I well, <laughs> I just remember because I—I really wanted to see the show, but I couldn't because we were pretty much all on the, <laughs> the same, same schedule. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is there anything you've had a chance to see that? or that you really want to see? Um, well, I my, saw because I saw on your Twitter page that you posted, uh, it was like Theater Mania or one of the sites gave you like a $100 coupon. I know. Yeah, I so have, have like, to When are you going to use it? Actually,
1: that's a good reminder because there is a show I want to see. My my good friend uh, Jv Mercanti uh, directed the show that's at Nineties Fifty 59th right now. It's called Songbird. Mm-hmm. It's an adaptation of The Seagull, and it's just got a great review. And I, I'm going to be able to see that on the Friday afternoon after Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, he and went to college together and, um, I don't know. I haven't really been able to see anything else. I was filming yep. Banshee out of town sure. and then I came here. Where do they rehearsal.
0: film that in Pennsylvania? Or we where were in they? Pittsburgh this, Pittsburgh. this Pittsburgh. year. Pittsburgh.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. Seeing.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Now, now the title Fool for Love, how you can, how can you not love that title? Right. I know. What's the meaning behind that for you?
1: I don't know. I do think it's interesting though, because <clears throat> I was thinking about it one day, and I thought I was like, "Oh, that's interesting that it, he didn't." It's not fools for love, oh. you know, because th- then it doesn't necessarily mean it's about Eddie and May. And I suppose you could apply the title "Fool for Love" to all four of the characters in different yeah. ways, you know
0: absolutely yeah
1: you know yeah i don't know if martin would stay in the room as long as he did if he didn't yeah. really have strong feelings for me you sure, know and, sure. and so, so on and so forth but
0: they've all acted foolishly when have we all not acted foolishly it, right, right right so is there been a time when you've been a fool for love
1: <laughs> <laughs> many times i'm sure depending on who you ask <laughs> I know, right? have we all yeah, yeah.
0: now i love this um you know, I, I I know that even though you've done film and TV, you definitely have a soft spot for theater because you founded the Apothecary Theater Company, Brooklyn.
1: I was one of the people. Yeah. Yeah. How did that I come kind of about? Um, well, uh, you know, at the time it was a it was a bunch of us who'd graduated from from Rutgers, and uh, we were all in the you know conservatory program. So it's like basically you spend four years with the same sixteen or seventeen mm-hmm. people, and. Um, We'd graduated, and everyone kind of went their own way for a few years, and then we were like, you know, we have this thing, you know, this common language and common passion mm-hmm. that we all share, and why don't we try and, you know, make something of our own rather than feeling like we're always running around trying to get other people to give us stuff. Mm-hmm. And we did. And um, and it's it's really hard work, uh, and, and it really it wasn't ever me who was spearheading it. It was my friend Dennis mm-hmm. Flanagan. Um, we should
0: say it's a nonprofit, right?
1: Not for profit. Yeah, it was really just about just about you know begging, borrowing, and everything short of stealing to raise <laughs> enough money to put on a play, which we would then lose all of our money and start mm-hmm. all over again. But
0: rewarding, right?
1: But oh yeah, I mean yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean when you could pull it off and it went good, it was it's still one of my favorite experiences I've ever had, if not if not my favorite. But um
0: And are they currently working on a show?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not as involved anymore, but they they got Mm -hmm. something lined up for later in the year I think and uh it's good. It's hard work. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really hard work. I'm sure anyone else who does that knows, but Mm -hmm. you know, raising that money and figuring out those budgets and the spaces and the people and the and no one's getting paid to do any of it, so Yeah. You know, well, I give
0: you a lot. a lot of credit for getting involved in that. I Honestly, yeah. I can't take yeah, the credit. The I didn't team, do m- you know? much of the work. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Now, I want to go mm. back to the early part of your career. I am, I'm fascinated by soap operas. <laughs> they always looked like so much fun to just work on. And yeah. I was wondering, are they fun?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had a great time. Yeah. I had a great time. I I, I look back on my time there with uh, nothing but great memories. And I got to work with some really cool people. Um, I will say that, you know, uh, if anyone was ever out for us as far as like makeup or hair goes mm-hmm. and we had sort of a, a swing or a substitute, um, they would say that they were like, wow, this, this show is pretty cool, uh-huh. pretty chill and
0: really? laid back. So,
1: <laughs> you know, cause I was on Guiding Light for two and a half years, <laughs> I was only at because I like picture it's like there.
0: behind the scenes, it's like a reality show. Like that's what they should have been filming. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, there was a little bit of that going on, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probably guilty of a little bit of that myself. But uh, from what I hear, our show was the the most tame. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I have heard <laughs> other stories. Well, where, how old yeah, were
0: you when you were on it? I was you twenty-two. Were fairly young. Okay, I was twenty-two
1: yeah. and twenty-three.
0: So, so right after college.
1: Yeah, yeah, Rob Decina, who cast Guiding Light, came to uh, came to Rutgers to talk to our class, and, you know, at the time I had, like, long hair, and I hadn't shaven and however long, and it was just, like, kind of what he was looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, then, boom, I got the job.
0: And that film's out in California, I assume, right?
1: No, that was New York. That
0: was New York, too? hmm Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice, that's easy. I know, it was great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um And you won two Emmys. Mm-hmm. i was mentioning before and i i saw online today like your the acceptance speech from your second emmy and it was mm-hmm. just really sweet and your mom was in the audience and you got choked up and i was just wondering what that moment was like
1: i don't remember it that good it was kind of emotional um yeah you know it's it's those things in, in a way you know like, giving an award to somebody for being the best actor of something, to me, does seem kind of silly, because I don't understand how anybody can objectively quantify mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's, of course, very exciting to win one, yeah. that being said, and um, it was...
0: Uh, must be validating just a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, like a little bit, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd be fooling myself and doing myself a disservice if I thought it really meant anything Mm -hmm. like. (laughs)
0: You're modest. (laughs) You know what I
1: mean? Well, no, but I'm not. Yeah, but there's a lot of good actors, (laughs) you (laughs) know, and, and like also I think anyone who's been doing this for a while certainly knows that you're, you, you know, you can be good regardless, but you, you, you get to be great when you have great writing. Like Mm -hmm. you get to be great when you have great people around you and, Mm -hmm. You know, you could be an amazing actor in a piece of shit, and you're only going to come off so good, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, when you're lucky enough to be surrounded by other good people and work on a good project, that's, you know, that's when you really get a chance to
0: shine. Yeah, I mean, a you know, it's it's like, a cool team for effort. love, and, and also Banshee.
1: For sure, yeah. for sure, and and you're surrounded by great people, like, mm-hmm. I get to go on stage with Sam Rockwell and mm-hmm. Nina Arianda. Like like, yeah. half of my job's done. Mm-hmm. I just have to stay out of my own way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you hold your own just fine. Oh, thanks. Um, and you're, you know, so you're currently playing Kirk Bunker in uh, Banshee, and he battles two versions of himself, and um, what's your what's your process for preparing for that
1: role? Uh, Versus Well, 10, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You know, the whole show is, uh, we, we suspend our disbelief, you know, that mm-hmm. the show's a bit of a comic book. Like, I'm not sure that anyone who's still covered in swastikas would ever be able to get a job as a police (laughs) officer,
0: but I hope not. I
1: hope not. Yeah. I hope not too. That's sending some mixed messages, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, just go, go down to, for me, like that, that's, that's somebody who, you know, like, why would you ever put all that stuff on your body, you know? And, um, and to me, you know, to, to, to my understanding, it, it would be somebody who's like really insecure, scared and wants to project a scary image, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then of course, you know, he's deciding he doesn't want to be that way anymore. Um, so then the question becomes like, what, where does that energy go?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like where does that kind of hate or rage or self-loathing or. What are you gonna put that into? Yeah, you know. So I, I thought that he would be a guy who would like exercise every day mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And so part of my preparation was I was exercising probably. Yeah, that's too
0: what much. I was gonna ask you. What is your workout routine for that? <laughs> oh my god, it was
1: insane. I've already <laughs> How many lost hours a day? twenty pounds. Really? I've lost wow, 20 pounds. wow, yeah. And I still feel kind of big, but it was like six days a week, like mm. ninety minutes a day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I, I was. For a while, I was following the program from the book of Joe Manginiello. Oh, really? <laughs> is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, yeah.
0: From True Blood? The guy mm-hmm. from True Blood, mm-hmm. uh-huh.
1: yeah. He's got a workout he's buff, book. buff, I mean. Yeah, he's pretty ripped. <laughs> I have to say, though, uh, that is very difficult, what he suggested you do. Uh, thanks, Joe, but I could not really uh-huh. complete it. But it gave me a good starting.
0: And what was your like diet like?
1: I I was just eating so much. I was just hungry all the time. I probably didn't have as good as a diet as I should have Mm -hmm. or if I would have if Mm -hmm. I consulted with somebody. But, you know, just a lot of protein. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, trying to do, like, green shakes and stuff so that you Mm -hmm. make sure that you're not just constantly eating meat and protein. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Like, the more you have of this, the more you need of that to Mm -hmm. balance it out. And the creatine and the
0: amino acids. You can just just make you crazy, though, right? Like, at some point, I, I just... Yeah, I've tried every diet in the book, and now I've just decided moderation.
1: (laughs) Right. At the end of the day, if you're just trying to be healthy and happy, I think moderation is probably the the best route to Mm -hmm. go. You know, more people have a problem with that than you would think, (laughs) myself included. But for that particular thing, it was like I knew. I was like, all right, for the next eight months, whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for this thing. And you can kind of commit to it fully because I also know – as soon as we're done filming, uh-huh. I'm done with this. Yep, you know, <laughs> yeah. So it kind of lets Eat what you give you want, over. Chill to... out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or stop eating so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the tattoos—how long does it take them to get those tattoos on you?
1: It's quick. It's quick. quick. Oh, okay. I mean, if I have my uniform on, it took them, you know, 15 minutes because all you can see is my face and my neck and my hands. But mm-hmm. if I have my shirt off, it would take mm-hmm. like 45 minutes to an hour. Do you have
0: any tattoos of your own?
1: I have one on my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Cool. What is it?
1: Uh, well, I'm gonna keep it to myself. But funnily okay. enough, they, they they cover it mm-hmm. and then put a fake tattoo on. Top oh,
0: really? Of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what can fans expect in the final season of Banshee?
1: Um, it's it's you know, I, I told the people of Banshee this, you know, I got cast in the third season and I started watching the show and mm-hmm. I immediately became hooked. Mm-hmm. So Banshee became a show I would love to watch mm-hmm. whether I was on it or not, which yeah. I, you know, it's probably rare, I guess. But, um, I will say that for the last season, it's, it's, you know, they top themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good note to leave on. It's awesome. all the things that you Excited. like about Banshee. Ratcheted up and it's only eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So, there's no, there's no fat on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool, very yeah. cool. Excited for that. Um, now you were also in a film this year, Lucky mm. Number. Uh, how was that experience? Was that your first film?
1: No, no, I've done a, I've done a few, uh, like all independent films. Uh, Lucky Number, we filmed. Man, we filmed that like over three years ago. Um, wow. Our last day of filming, I was racing to get back to the city as Hurricane Sandy was hitting. Oh, my God. So that's exactly when, when we finished Lucky Number. Don't forget that. Where um, were you living back then? Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, and, and my apartment was fine. But, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, it was fun. It was, it was crazy. They lost their lead actor about five days before they were going to start filming, and I got a call. I was like, uh, sure. Wow. (laughs) So it was the most, in a way, unprepared I'd ever been. Yeah. I've never had to do something that fast. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a blast, and I made some good friends doing it, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of laughing going on. I mean, the movie's pretty slapstick. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a pretty broad comedy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) which was kind of new for me. I'd never Mm -hmm. really done anything quite Mm -hmm. like that
0: um most of your roles are more serious
1: yeah i I think i think i fit better there i Mm -hmm. think i understand that stuff better Mm -hmm. a little bit Mm -hmm. or at least it seems to be the way the jobs that i get but Mm -hmm. uh it was fun it was fun to to do comedy for sure but but i was learning a lot from the people i was working with because i thought that they were better at it than me Mm -hmm. for sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) tv film uh theater you've done all the mediums like do you have a favorite
1: uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, theater is what I, what I started with in mm-hmm. high school, and that's when I fell in love with mm-hmm. acting and all that, and that's what I went to college for, mm-hmm. and that's what I did there for four years, and, you know, um, I, I I don't think there's anything... I mean, I, I guess the theater is, is my favorite in a sense, and then you do, you know, a run of a show, like when we did End of the Rainbow for... Mm-hmm. ended up being about nine months between... Um, the Guthrie and Broadway, I was like, okay, I could go another, I could go a year without mm-hmm. doing another play now, <laughs> you know. And unfortunately, and I've, I've been lucky enough to kind of be able to go back and mm-hmm. forth. You now I did Banshee, and I got, and then I got to come back and do By yeah. the Water with yeah. MTC last last winter. Mm-hmm. And then go do Banshee again, yeah. and then come back here and <laughs> do yeah. Full for Love. Yeah, I and mean, it's a
0: little more rare. At least the people that I've interviewed, like it's really great.
1: to be able Yeah, to have that it's a, it's amazing, yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm super grateful. I, mm-hmm. Like you said before, it's been a good year. It's been an amazing year. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for more. You know, if yeah. you asked me when I was in high school or college, mm-hmm. what would your ideal setup be? I would say if I could go film something for six months and come back and do a play, that yeah. would be it. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting to live that right now, so. No, it's it's exciting.
0: Growing up, was there like a role in theater that's like your dream role that you always imagine yourself doing? Oh,
1: man. Oh, man. I don't know. You know, my, my first play, well, my first play that I saw, my grand, my grandparents took me to Greece on Broadway with Ricky Paul Golden in it, <laughs> who I worked with later. It was so exciting. I was such a nerd. I was like, oh, my God. But they took me to Lay Mis. Yeah. I always loved Lay oh. Mis, but I can't sing at uh-huh. all, like uh-huh. at all. So I used yeah. to think I wanted to be in Les Mis, but they would never—they <laughs> would never have me. Um, but uh, I don't know. There's—I mean, there's so many great roles. I know so much more about it now. You know, I'm older, I guess. But um, I would love to do *Voitsak* again. Mm-hmm. I got—I got to mm-hmm. try that in college, but mm-hmm. I think I was a little young. But that's a play I would—I would love to try and do again.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Uh, you have a quote on the background of your Twitter page that says, let the beauty of what you love be what you do. Mm. What's the meaning of that, that quote for you?
1: Well, that if you can, you know, live your life in such a way that that what you do is an extension or an example of what you love. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I love mm-hmm. acting. Mm-hmm. I love it. You mm-hmm. know, don't tell anyone, but yeah. I do it for free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll just delete that out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: just cut that part <laughs> yeah. out. But I really do. I love it. I'm excited. I mean, sometimes it's frustrating or you have a bad day or whatever, just sure. like anybody. But I really love it. Yeah. I get so excited to do it and I'm yeah. so happy when I get to do it. And So that, you know, I feel grateful that I get to my means of making a living in this mm-hmm. world or my job or whatever is is an extension of, of what I love. So it's kind,
0: of, you know? it's kind of like the motto you live your life by.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and, and, well, I feel grateful for that Mm -hmm. for sure, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a great, you know, reminder, and I don't think it means that you have to, means you have to do for your job what you love, like, because there's other ways to let the beauty of what you love be what you do, you know, if there's something that you love that that can be something you do on the side or whatever, but that, you know, I think just make sure that somehow you're putting energy into doing something with yeah. what you love
0: i'm with you 100 yeah. 100 on that one what's one thing it's a question i love asking every single guest what's one thing you would like to tell your 15 year old self
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh <laughs> my 15 year old self <laughs> oh, we could go we could go dark here um what, one thing i'd love to tell my 15 year old self I guess I would have told my 15-year-old self to let it all ride on the Giants in 2007. Because <laughs> I could have made a lot more money off of that Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, back to the future, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: what do you like to do in your free time? Uh, you probably don't have hardly any of it right now. but uh, I know, any- I know.
1: Well, I have a, I have a dog... Sasha. Oh, yeah. She's what kind a, of dog? She's a German Shepherd Lab mm-hmm. mix. So I love, we, we go to the park. We go to the park every night and play fetch and stuff. But I love taking her, you know, if we can go at like Prospect Park and stuff we can drive over there and walk around. Um, I love reading. I'm reading Brothers Karamazov right now. It's so, so good. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of boring, I guess. I like to exercise, mm-hmm. like, different ways. What's your
0: favorite exercise?
1: Um, it was, you know, it was lifting, but I think mm-hmm. I've hit a wall there. So mm-hmm. I think I want my new favorite <laughs> exercise to be yoga, if I can <laughs> discipline myself to do it. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So I have a game. Uh, it's We have ten questions. It's a rapid speed round. We'll get through as many as we can. Try and get ten in sixty seconds is the goal you ready yeah morning person or night owl night owl what'd you have for breakfast today
1: uh eggs bacon and toast
0: biggest pet peeve
1: uh biggest pet peeve aggressive hypocrisy
0: three things you can't live without
1: <sighs> my dog football <laughs> <laughs> and um reese's pieces I
0: love reese's if you had a betta fish what would you name him
1: I don't know what a betta fish is.
0: It's like a Japanese fighting fish.
1: I would name it Eli Manning.
0: <laughs> I, I think I know the answer to this one, but New York City or L.A.? New York City. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel?
1: Jimmy Fallon.
0: I get some right? Jimmy Kimmel sometimes we yeah, not. Yeah, Jimmy if, Even though we're in New York. If you were going to dinner at May's house, what would you bring?
1: Uh, oh, Wow. Um, if I, Tom was going to dinner at May's house, okay. knowing what I know now, <laughs> probably a gun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one word that sums up your experience this far in uh, fool for love. Uh,
1: God, uh, sharing.
0: Mm, one way you live life to the fullest every day.
1: Um, try and be grateful.
0: Love it. Nice. Good work. Thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. Everyone, go see Tom Pelfrey. He's on Broadway now in Fool for Love, now through December 13th. Good night, everyone.
1: You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.